Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives Podcast. It is me, your host, Evan, here with special guest, Ben, from Onsite Firearms Training. Ben, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. No problem, guys. Before we get started, just a reminder to please visit our website at EmpireStateConservatives.com for links to all of our merchandise, the proceeds of which go back into spreading the message of conservatism in New York State and pushing back against the leftist tyranny of Emperor Cuomo. So, Ben, I have I haven't really known you for a year, but I knew of you because I went to right. an on-site firearms training class. I think it was all September or July or one of those things last year. And yes. following your guys' company for a while. And you seem you guys you guys I know you guys know your stuff, but give the folks at home a little bit of background how you got into firearms, firearms training, and kind of the, the hurdles that you guys are facing as a company in New York where gun laws are so strict. Okay. Well, I was born in western Pennsylvania, um, right outside Pittsburgh, and spent some years there. Uh my parents had moved, or my mother and I had moved to the East Coast, but I would still get shipped off to Western Pennsylvania for all the holidays and the summer. And one of the things that you did in Western Pennsylvania back in you know the late 70s was you shot guns. Um, every kid that was around there had BB guns and CO2 pistols and uh, you know, if you did not have one, you just did not hang out with anybody. And this is this is back when you could be, you know, 12, 13 and walk down the street for two miles, uh, you know, with a BB gun, you know, rifle over your shoulder or a 22 over your shoulder and going off to the woods to do some plinking in the woods. Uh, nobody thought anything of it. You see a kid walking around the streets nowadays, you know, through a neighborhood or through a suburban area with a rifle in their hands. It's like the SWAT team comes out. Uh, so... Just, you know, grew up shooting. I had a, had a really good love for it, love for guns. I was probably the only kid in like sixth or seventh grade that was, you know, reading Guns and Ammo. You know, had magazines in, the, in his backpack going to and from school. But uh, got, into, got into high school and kind of fell out of it in high school. I mean, you know, you get into high school and, you know, young boys have plenty of other interests. Uh, <laughs> if, well, if you're and, screen, uh, it's usually uh, high school girls, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> all of them, every one of them. Uh, so when I got out of high school, I got into the music industry, and uh, it wasn't again until about the late '90s that I sort of got back into guns, and it was kind of full steam ahead from there. Uh, started teaching in 2006. And we started uh, on-site firearms training in 2010, but then had a little bit of a uh, sort of disbanding with some other uh, partners, and we reformed the company in 2014. Uh, and that's where we sort of have the version of the company that we have now. But uh, New York, uh, a lot of people will continually ask us, well, how do you have guns in New York? You're not allowed to have guns in New York. You can't carry guns in New York. And my issue with, with people who don't live in New York is if you find anyone who doesn't live in New York and is not familiar with New York, if you say, hey, I'm from New York, they say, oh, what part of the city? Yep. And it's like, no, dude. You know, New York City is a grain of sand 
you know, on the beach compared to the rest of the state. And they think that if you say you're from New York, you're everyone is from the city and everyone is a liberal or everyone is left wing or everyone is some sort of anti-gun, blah, 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 blah. And it's actually really funny because if you, you know, obviously you're familiar with New York, if you go out to Long Island or you go past Westchester County, New York is pretty much a predominantly red state. Um, it's a very gun-friendly state. It's a very patriotic state. It's just the problem is that New York City itself and Albany seem to make all the rules for this massive state that has absolutely nothing in common with those two locations outside of those locations. So we do fairly well in New York. Um, I teach all over the country, but you know our home base obviously is, is New York State. We live upstate New York. And uh, the other biggest thing that we, we combat all the time is people saying, well, why don't you move? Why don't you, I, if I was you, I'd move. I'd be out of there. But where am I going to go? I had friends that said, oh, you should move out here to Pennsylvania. And I'm like, okay, you got Governor Wolf. And then people are, you know, oh, you should move down to Virginia. Okay, so now I got to deal with Northrum. Oh, you should move to Colorado. I'm like, cool. What's it? 15 round magazine ban down there. Yep. Wherever you go, wherever you go, you're still going to have to fight. So I'm not going to let these guys win by driving us out of our own home, by driving us out of our home state. We put our heels in, we dig our heels in and we fight. And the way that we look at it is every new gun owner, every new pistol permit, person that we help get their permit, every class that we teach, everyone who signs up to our classes is a big one of these to Albany and to Cuomo. So we're making a difference here as opposed to just letting them run us away and running and hiding and going to some other state that's gun friendly. Uh, no, we're here to fight and we're not going anywhere anytime soon. No, I think that is that's a very important message because people say the same thing to me. They're like, oh, why aren't you moving to Florida? Why aren't you moving to Texas? Number one, if you keep running away, they're going to follow you because you're not the only one running away. The, you're letting them win. the people who are taking the guns are also moving to these other states because they don't understand why their state is dying or why their taxes are so high or why it's unlivable. So they're following yeah. you and then they're voting for the same thing. So at some point we have to dig in our heels and we have to be able to push back because if we don't do that, we end up losing everything. True. I just, uh, you know, Florida is nice. I like Florida. I like Texas as well. I mean, who doesn't like Texas? Uh, <laughs> Tennessee is very nice too. So is Kentucky. So is North. There's, there's dozens of awesome states that you could live in. But, you know, when, when people say, oh, why don't you just move? It's, you don't under, really understand. What does it take to just pack up and move. Okay. Let me just ditch everyone here that we work with. Let me just sell this house, immediately find a new house to move in just like that. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it sounds really simple, but it's really not. It's actually quite a complicated process. I've moved enough times in and around New York, New Jersey to understand that it's not just something you can just, Oh, just move. Just pack up all your stuff and move. It's real simple. Just to move itself. I mean, how many thousands, tens of thousands of dollars is it to move? Just the move. Not to, Not mention, to mention, like, 
you have family members, you have all the friends, all these other things. Your whole life is where you're living. To just get up and leave right. is not an easy thing. Yeah. I think it's easier to actually to fight back. I think it's easier to stay and fight back than it is to just run away. Because if you're running away, you have to do it. Like you said, you have to do all that work. You have to find a new place to live. A lot of times you have to find a new job. You have to, you know, you're, you're, re re you're uprooting your entire life as opposed to just staying where you are and pushing back, which is, you know, kind of the American thing to do. I mean, there may come a day with New York where we may have to just, you know, hopefully it'll never happen, but we may have to be like, all right, you know what? It's gotten so bad. It's time to go. But we're not at that point yet, and we're making sure that we don't get to that point yet. We're trying to, we're trying to create, we're trying to prolong, we're trying to expand the you know the shooter base, the the, the firearms community in this state. Because the more people that we have on our side, the more people that we have will appreciate their Second Amendment rights and hopefully vote for it. And we can get rid of people that don't appreciate it. You know, vote them out of office, kick them out of their jobs, whatever it is. That we need to do so that we can not necessarily take over the state but we have enough of a say that we finally have a say right and education is that's a big part of what you guys do is education yeah. what is usually the response like what is usually the response that you get from from new shooters from from people who you interact with who aren't shooters with regards to gun education because the pushback i usually get is Oh, it's not safe. Oh, it's so dangerous. And I'm like, if you train, if you know what you're doing, it's a tool. It's no worse or no better than any other tool. Like, you know how dangerous your car is? That thing's like 2,000 pounds going 85 miles an hour. You could kill an entire family and ha faster than I could do it with an AR-15. Like, so yeah. what is kind of that? What, what is that pushback? And and how do you how do you deal with that? There's There's so much of it. There's so many statements that we hear. There's so many questions that we hear. Um, you know, somebody had posted something just the other day, uh, a politician saying, I don't understand why anybody would ever need one of those types of guns. And the answer was, well, thankfully, founding fathers decided it was none of your damn business what I need anything for. Um, but we do see people that, you know, will give us the, well, I don't think civilians should have guns because only the military and police should have guns because they're so highly trained. And not to knock anybody or disrespect anybody, but a lot of the law enforcement that we see that come into our classes or come into other classes are usually in the bottom percentile of the shooting skill levels in classes. Um, I was lucky enough to be in a class a couple years ago in Jersey with uh, about 12 SWAT guys from the Monmouth and Ocean County area, and they were phenomenal. I mean, I was in the bottom percentile of shooting skill in that class, which is, you know, for me, it's kind of like, ooh, 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 I better, I better up my game here today. Um, but I see some of the worst habits, some of the most unsafe things are done by people who've, you know, oh, I was a cop for thirty years, or oh, I was, a, I was in the Marines, you know, twenty years ago. Okay, well, you obviously either didn't get any firearms training or you forgot it all. Uh, I've got civilians that can run circles around people as far as what they're capable of doing, both skill-wise, accuracy, uh, you know, and just their overall general firearm safety. So we hear that. Um, and then, you know, just the, uh, you get a new shooter in and all of their misconceptions about guns are, are suddenly dispelled. You know, all the myths that they've heard, all the urban legends that they've heard, 
uh, and they have a new appreciation and, and generally a new understanding of it and a new understanding of the people who are gun owners. And I tell people, you know, you've seen that that sort of meme where it's like, we're the people in line in front of you at the grocery store. We're the people next to you in the movie theater. We're the people that sit next to you in church, whatever it is. Uh, concealed carry is concealed carry. You don't know who's carrying, which is why it's probably a good idea, one, not to mess with anybody. Don't start any trouble with anybody. And two, don't assume. Don't assume that you know, you know all about people or about a subject when the guy standing next to you in line someplace at Best Buy or whatever could be carrying a gun. Perfectly legal for him to do so. Um, and that's that's kind of, you know, we're, we're trying to re-educate a lot of people on the misconceptions or, you know, the stereotypical um, prejudices that they have for yeah, guns and, it, it, and it, it, It's kind of crazy when you talk about those stereotypes because especially with people on the left, you get this, oh, all gun owners, you're, you know, you're racist or you're crazy or you just want to be able to murder people. And in reality, it's the opposite. And if you look at where gun and gun crime comes from, it doesn't come most not, over 95% of crimes are committed with illegal firearms. So the legal gun owner is not going out and shooting up his neighborhood yeah. Walmart. He has well, a, he has a firearm to protect himself, to protect his family. Your terminology. Um, there are no illegal firearms. There is illegal possession and illegal use of a firearm. Correct. But there is no gun that's like that gun right there is illegal. Um, it's illegally possessed, illegally owned, or illegally used, or it's stolen, or who knows, whatever. You know, the same gun that you know the idiot on the street that robs somebody. You know, could be sitting in you know my safe, your safe, who knows. In our hands, it's not illegal. In theirs, it is. And I think a lot of the things that we need to do also as this community is to choose your choose the terminology that we use wisely. Choose how we describe something. Um, you know, I've heard I heard people sit here and say, "Well, the Second Amendment protects my rights to own guns." I'm like, eh, not really. The Second Amendment protects you from the government being able to make any laws against you owning guns. Um, the Second Amendment protects the government from infringing upon your rights. Um, all gun laws are unconstitutional anyway, but regardless. Uh, <laughs> the idea was that it told the government to stay away. You could own whatever you want. Government has to stay away. Right, because and the whole think, point of it was it was a check against tyrannical government. It's the people right. have the ability, should the government become tyrannical, either domestic government yeah. or any foreign invader, you have the ability to defend yourself and protect yourself. Exactly. So, you know, I tell people, like, you know, I, I, I constantly hear as well, you know, being in New York, well, you know, I'm all for the Second Amendment, but, and I just tell people, stop. <laughs> stop talking, because whatever you're about to say, after that, but I don't want to hear it. You cannot be all for something and then have a little disclaimer. But no, there's no buts. It is what it is. That's it. There's no discussion about it. So terminology is extremely important. This is a big part of what I wanted yeah. to talk about today because this is the that is how the left and this is what gun grabbers use. Even right, they're right wing gun grabbers. There are. As sad as it is, they're you know they're on both sides because the government's going to protect the government, right? They use the terminology, right? It's assault weapon. It's 
It's making everything sound dangerous and making it sound like we're trying to protect you by taking away your rights. And I have the, the New York, I have uh, the, the safeact.ny.gov up right on my screen. And it says the Safe Act present, prevents criminals and the dangerously mentally ill from buying guns, cracks down on illegal guns, and bans only the most dangerous assault weapons. <laughs> it's like that just means pure garbage because if you, you let's say let's say the first half of that was true, right? Look at New York yes. City. Look at it. What was it Thursday? Some guy ran up on another guy in the middle of broad daylight with a handgun and shot him right in front of some kids. So clearly mm -hmm. it doesn't work. But they use that. It's assault weapon. It's dangerous. It's and that's how they get into people's heads. Meanwhile, half the Safe Act is just banning cosmetic features. Yeah. So my favorite assault weapon. Assault weapon. <laughs> right here. That's my favorite assault weapon. If I were to assault somebody, that would be the the tool of choice, honestly. Um, and this is the problem that is that's, that plagues this society nowadays, is people are afraid to take an ass whooping. People are afraid to get their ass kicked. People are, you get into an argument with somebody, you run and grab a gun and then you go and shoot them. No one ever says, all right, well, you know what? That's it. We're having this argument. We're having this disagreement. Let's do this. And, you know, this 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 whole country has turned into an entire nation of, if I can say the word online, uh, starts with a P, ends with an ussies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, you've got gang violence in New York City. You've got people just, they just, they don't want to work. So they'd rather rob somebody. They'd rather commit crime. Uh, they're a bunch of cowards is what they are. Um, you know, uh, I'm going to be a man. I'm going to go shoot this dude because he disrespected me. No, being a man is learning how to walk away from it or learning how to settle it with these. And if you get your ass whooped, you get your ass whooped. That's it. You swallow your pride and you go home. Um, the whole term, you know, they use this term assault weapons. And again, we get into that terminology. Uh, and all that the term assault weapons is designed to do is designed to scare people. It's fear mongering. It's it's selected vernacular, selected words that create a reaction in people. Um, you know, they, they've they've changed a lot of things. Uh, if you've noticed, they've they've sort of gentrified the vocabulary that they use on the news, so that um, you know you can't say aggravated assault anymore. They had a uh, a personal physical disagreement or some sort of you know dumbed down gentrified made it all nice you know whatever words but when it comes to guns it's like uh you know we need to ban semi-automatic weapons because uh people shouldn't have that type of firepower do you, do you even know what semi-automatic means there was the uh there was oh, the God. the colonel or whatever that yes, was at the, the, range. Fully, the fully semi-automatic yeah here we have it in semi-auto and now we're gonna fire in full semi-automatic it's like dude I wanted to I, I just wanted to have a, like a five minute conversation with that guy and be like, are you that much of an idiot or you think that people are that stupid? Because it's one or the other. That guy is either a complete moron or he thinks that we're complete morons. I think it's both. I really think it's both, because if you look at the people making legislation, it, they constantly do it, right? Diane Feinstein did it. They had the guy who held up the ghost gun with the 30-round magazine clip that can shoot yeah. a thousand rounds in half a second. She doesn't know what a 30, barrel shroud 30, is. The shoulder 19, thing that goes 30. up. 
per second, 30, 30 clips magazine per second. You don't even know what you're talking about. So stop talking. They know Sit nothing down, about they know nothing about guns. I always I always use this example. If I was going to make a law regarding like give, being able to give birth in a bathtub, I would learn everything about the birthing process, everything about bathtubs, and everything about how they combined and whether or not it was a good idea. They don't learn anything about firearms. And then they lie no. to your face because even on the Safe Act website, it says right here, it does not it does not restrict New Yorkers' ability to buy, sell, keep, or use guns. But it does. If you are making certain possession of certain firearms illegal, then you are yeah. restricting it. Yeah. Again, again, you hear people like you know Biden say, "Oh, I'm all for the Second Amendment," but I don't think that people should. And it's like, stop. Again, just stop talking. You're you you should have ended that sentence after amendment, and that's it. Don't add any buts. Don't you know. You know, but then again, I think that, man, oh no, it's not about what you think. None of this is about what you think. It's about what's written, what the law is. Right. They want to live in a subjective world where their thoughts and feelings are the answer. In reality, the Constitution is a very objective document. It's written in plain English and it's very clear. The government is not allowed to infringe on these rights. The government must follow these rules. And they just don't want to do it because they're the government and they want more power. And the only way to keep more power is to take power from someone else. And we're the only ones with any other power. True. 100% true. And it's, you know, you compare this, like you were talking about cars being dangerous. Uh, whenever there's a drunk driver, who do they blame? They blame the drunk driver. They don't blame the manufacturer of the vehicle. They don't blame the manufacturer of the whiskey or the alcohol. They don't blame the store where they got it or the bartender that served it to them. They blame the drunk driver and the drunk driver alone. But when it comes to guns, it's like, oh, my God, that gun is very dangerous. Oh, my God. Oh, this, this poor kid was uh, forced to shoot his gun at somebody because he had a gun. You know, it's, No. It has nothing to do with the object. The object is just a, simply an inanimate object. It has no decision-making or no physical, you know, standalone autonomous physical capabilities of its own. Um, but again, catchphrases and agendas come into play and they use that opportunity that Rahm Emanuel said, never let a good crisis go to waste, you know? So, I mean, it's, it. it is. And it's, it's, I've always said that, that especially the left, but they are masters of marketing, right? They know exactly how to kind of, oh, yeah. In, input this information into people who don't know anything to make it sound like they're fixing something, right? It's the same thing. Oh, we are, you know, we're expanding the welfare system. It's better. We have more people on welfare. Well, that means you have less people working and less people moving up into the middle class. That's bad that you have more people on welfare. So, and who's paying for it? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, I'm, I, you, so you're telling me my taxes are going up, basically. That's what you're telling me. Who's but, paying for it? But they talk, the gun is dangerous, right? It has nothing to do with the person using it. But that's ridiculous. I have a gun sitting right here. It's been sitting here. We've been on for 23 minutes. It hasn't killed anybody. It's been sitting here nice and quiet, just just being, just being, sitting here. That's it. That's what it does. Unless I pick it up and I do something with it, it doesn't do yeah. anything on its own. But they demonize it because that's the only way that you can get people who don't know what they're, what they're talking about, who are uninformed. And again, it's not their fault. A lot of people didn't grow up around firearms. No one in my family knew anything about firearms before I got into firearms. Nothing. Absolutely nothing about firearms. I still have the same conversation. Have, with my, 
then you haven't gone crazy and killed like 37 people just for the hell of it. I mean, crazy. yet to be seen, but you know, apparently I'm, not. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a mass murderer and uh, I'm a racist and a bigot and all these other things and all this other crazy stuff simply because I want to protect my rights and, you know, the rights of my fellow Americans. But you get these same arguments from people who just don't know anything, but, and they'll, they'll be like, oh, well, we need background checks. I'm like, well, we have background checks. So why are they making more laws? If you think that the background checks will work, then why do we need another law? Because the background check should solve everything. And then they're like, oh, but we need more gun laws. I'm like, all right, so what does that look like? Oh, I don't know. Okay, but guess what? The people in Albany don't know either. They just write random stuff that that infringes on our rights. And they go, hey, look what I did. I made you safer. <laughs> and in reality, they're not making us safer. And we've seen violent they crime more, is up. More and more laws. Yeah, more and more laws. And I just want to say to them, hey, like, instead of, you know, they, they talk about expanded background checks. Well, what could you possibly expand on? Uh, you want to do like the rest of my family's background? Like how many, how many, you know, background checks can there be for one person? Either that person is a criminal, was a criminal, or they're not. Um, but the more laws they make, they fail to realize that the only people that are obeying these laws are the people that you don't have to worry about in the first place. Like the fact that if some there's a sign up at the mall that says no guns allowed. Um, okay, so the guy who's coming into the mall to do a mass shooting is going to look at that sign and go, shit, I can't go in. Ah, oh, what am I going to do now? I guess, I guess I'll just have to go someplace else where they allow guns. No, the guy's going to look at the sign and he's going to chuckle and he's going to go in and start shooting people anyway. I, I joke around sometimes. I'm like, you know, if they want to pass some really good laws, they should make murder illegal. They should make... <laughs> assault illegal they should make aggravated assault illegal they should make rape illegal arson illegal they should make uh assault with a deadly weapon illegal they should make uh the buying selling and use of heroin and cocaine acid uh ecstasy angel dust they should make all that illegal they should make drunk driving illegal that way everyone will stop drunk drinking and driving just make it illegal everyone will stop Ben, you but, should run for office. These are really good ideas. Have you been writing these down? You know, it, would be, it would be amazing if we could pass those laws. That way no one would ever do that stuff. Those sound really good. I feel like everyone would get behind that. Hmm. <laughs> Makes you wonder. No, but it really comes from a place where people don't, don't even understand how the criminal justice system is designed to work. That laws are not designed to prevent crime. They are designed to punish people when they break the laws. So yeah. you restrict restricting my ability to have a collapsible stock on a on a rifle that accepts a detachable magazine doesn't stop the guy who buys a handgun out of the trunk of a car and then goes and shoots up his neighbor. That's not stopping yeah. that. It's it's yeah. well that's the, that's the that's the gun show loophole like you. It's going to you can't stop people from doing what they want to do can't stop them. I mean, you could make you can make assault weapons and whatever else you want to classify them as assault weapons um, illegal and people are still going to get them. They're going to build them. They're going to make them. They're going to do whatever. I actually bought our very first assault weapon the other day. Straight up legit assault weapon. And uh, I happen to have it right here. Ooh. And you load it with table salt. <laughs> And I've been seeing those, the bug assault guns. Those things are great. 
and it fires salt. And I sit outside and I assault all of the bugs outside our house with it. I go on a shooting spree of all the bugs outside the house. Oh, God, Ben, someone there should you stop go. you. You're dangerous. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's crazy. Let mosquito lives matter, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Bug lives matter. I don't know. <laughs> Just, uh, it's absolutely ridiculous because you can make all the laws you want. It's not going to stop somebody from doing something. There's only one thing that's going to stop somebody from doing something, and that's somebody else. So it's just it's just absolutely ridiculous, the things that, that, you know, as gun owners, as instructors, as people that work in the firearms industry and the community, that we hear on a constant basis from people who are either uneducated or just getting into it that haven't gotten the proper education that they should have as novices, as beginners in the community. Um, you know, every once in a while, we'll still hear people be like, oh, yeah, I got uh, I got 10 rounds in my clip. I'm like, what? What did you bring a clip for? Uh, <laughs> just silly stuff. You know, we joke around with it a lot, but we, you know, we try to maintain a good sense of humor about it. But, you know, when it comes to people that are just that, that far against what we're trying to do or what, you know, we appreciate as our, as our rights, it's kind of not funny, you know? So no, but doing I, the best we can. I mean, it's important and it's important for everyone to do their part. And I've spoken to people who are, you know, who vote Democrat and they're, and are gun owners. And I'm like, you do realize that the person that you're voting for is the one restricting your rights. And he's like, yeah, but you know what? Um, I don't care. I'm like, how do you not care? I'm like, how do, how do you just not care? I had a class at one of our local ranges, and this gentleman came in, a uh, black, black dude came in. He was a firefighter, and he had a Black Lives Matter shirt on, and he had a hat with the black power fist. And he walked in the range. He goes, yo, what's up, guys? It's me. I'm your token liberal gun owner. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I don't, I don't care. You're not, you're not like boiling my blood by saying that. And very cool guy. Um, definitely needed a lot of work, but <laughs> you know, we were taking a break and I asked him, I said, let me ask you a question. How can you vote for, this was before the election, before 2020 election. I said, how can you say that you're going to vote for somebody who has already come out and said, that they want to get rid of this gun and this gun and that gun and that nobody should own an AR-14 or whatever it was that he had said. And his answer was, oh, they'll never take away guns. They can't take away guns. He says, there's too many guns out there and they'll never, they'll never be able to do it. And I said, it's not a question of whether they can or they can't. It's a question of that they want to. It's a question that they will try. They will chip away slightly. They may make you know, the purchase of ammunition online illegal the you know the purchase and the shipping of parts for firearms online illegal it's the tiny little things that they do they can't take the entire elephant they'll take it bite by bite and he was just adamant that ah oh, that'll never happen they'll never do that they'll never get away with it we're americans we have our rights we have the constitution and i'm like and this is the same guy that said that the constitution is not what was it not written in stone or not uh not final or something like that. Oh, so, Joe Biden said that the um, 
no yeah. amendment is absolute. Yes, no amendment is absolute, and it's it's like, man, you're that's that's where you're going with it. That's your defense. So, but I mean that that's that's the problem that we have in general is that we have people who just don't believe it. Right? It can never happen. But they've yeah. been doing it. They've been doing it. It's it's happening it happen right here. in front of our faces. It's not. This isn't something new. They've been trying to take them, and every government yeah. throughout history grows and grows and grows because that's what government does, right? Once you have more power, it's human nature. You have power, you want more power. More power and more power. How do you get that? Eventually, you have to disarm the people to get to that point that you want to get to. And once the people are disarmed, people die. And it, it, it people say it can't happen in this country, and it can. Just New York City alone. New York City, uh, when Dinkins was elected mayor, he had everybody who had a quote-unquote mm, uh, AR, AK, pistol grip, shotgun, etc. in New York City, they all had to register them. And they were told that it was just so we know who you are, what you've got, whatever. And I think it was a couple years later, there was knock on the door and they came by, everybody that had registered, and they confiscated them. Like, why would you go, why would you volunteer for any of that crap ever again? It's ridiculous, and that's the pattern. And not it, listen again. I don't like to always make this this comparison, but it's it's apt. Nazi Germany did the same thing. They created a gun registry, and then they took gun ownership. That you had to be a German citizen, and so they took citizen citizenship away from Jews, and now they were left defenseless. It's exactly what they want to do. Once your name is on that list, and they know where to find you, then they can take them. If they're if the government doesn't know where they are, then yeah, they're gonna have a really hard time taking away your guns. But when they know that, okay, at this address, I know this guy has a gun, we can make we get they can set up and then they can take it away. And it's it's this non-belief that has led us down this road to where we are now. And thank God we have groups like Gun Owners of America, we have uh, Firearms Policy Coalition that are filing lawsuits that are pushing back and winning in order to restore gun rights, not to gain new ones. And it's to restore what we've lost. Yeah. F FPC is doing all the things right now. They are just going after everybody. And I love it. Um, having been an NRA member since the two thousands, early two thousands uh, and watching nothing happen for New York, watching nothing get, get done here. Um, it's nice to see FPC just, just kicking ass out there. Like, Going, they don't care. They just go after everything, and it's and it's wonderful because it makes people nervous. It makes these guys that are, you know, trying to suppress everybody's rights. It makes them nervous. Like, crap, are we next? You know, what are they going to find to go after us now for? Um, they should be nervous. That's the whole point of the Second Amendment is to yeah. make the government should be afraid of the people. They serve us. It's not the other way around. And the only thing that really keeps them in check is the Second anybody, Amendment. I don't want anybody to be afraid of anybody. I don't want anybody to be afraid of us because really. You know we're we're not we're not asking to we're not out to scare people, but they have to have respect. There has to be a mutual respect. There has to be some level-headed sort of equal playing field. I, I understand we're not going to ever be in a situation where everybody in the country is going to agree with us. It's never going to happen unless you eliminate all but one person. There's always going to be disagreements. But what there has to be is there has to be a common understanding that. We own guns. Don't like it? Too bad. Deal with it. Have some respect. Don't start trouble. Don't start fights. Don't you know start rumors that we're going to go crazy and kill everybody because we're not. We're just we're making sure that nobody kills us. 
that's all it is. You know, we're making sure that we can go and do for whatever sporting competition, athleticism we want to do with it. This is what we do. This is what we're into. You know, um, we've recently got into the competitive edit end of things, uh, shooting IDPA and steel challenge and, you know, just some competition based shooting. And uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, the same way that the, you know, the old guys that used to shoot trap and skeet and sporting clays, that's fun for them. Doesn't mean that they're going to go crazy with their shotguns and, and shoot up a, you know, a local mall or anything. Just means they're out having a good time. They're, they're doing it from a sporting point of view. Uh, no one seems to have any issue with that. You know, you see pictures of Cuomo and Schumer and all these guys out holding ducks with, you know, shotgun in one hand and ducks in the other. What difference does it make? It, it's it's the marketing. It's the left wing marketing to make these yeah. people afraid. And I've had a coworker. He came up to me and one of my other coworkers. We're the we're the two people who own guns in the entire building. So everyone knows where are the quote unquote gun guys. And he's he's like he's like, listen, man, I'm a Republican, but uh, guns make me afraid. The fact that you have a gun makes me unnervous. I'm like, why? It's at my house. That's it doesn't it doesn't come here. <laughs> if you if you want to feel safer, he's like, yeah, but you have a gun and I don't. I'm like, so go buy a gun. You could go buy a gun. You're an American law abiding. Maybe he just needs a hug. I don't know. What, what, is, what are you afraid of? Fear makes people irrational. It's crazy because if why are you afraid of something that I use to defend my home? It doesn't make any sense. You're not coming into my house to rob me, right, or hurt me. So what are you afraid no. of? You know what this is? It looks like a sword. Bayonet. It's a bayonet. <laughs> I'm sure there's somebody out there who is petrified of a bayonet. But guess what? Watch this. <laughs> Didn't do anything. It hasn't attacked me. It hasn't attacked anybody else. <laughs> it's an inanimate object. There's nothing to be afraid of of an inanimate object. You put it down. You leave it alone. It's the person who picks it up with the intent to do something to somebody else with that that you should be afraid of. You know, uh... But the object itself, like, oh, I'm afraid of guns. Well, I'm 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 afraid of taxes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very afraid of taxes. I'm afraid of the common cold. I'm afraid of pollen. Uh, I'm afraid of politicians. Uh, tyrannical you know, government. Yeah, there's all kinds of things that I'm afraid of. That inanimate objects are very rarely part of that list. But whatever. <laughs> I'm afraid now, of heights. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it, it that fear comes from it. The fear comes from the unknown, right? So, do yeah. you see a way that in New York, listen, you guys do a lot of educational stuff, you do you run a lot of classes. Is there a way to push through to people who are just not even on the level of thinking about owning a gun to get them the information that they need so they don't have to be afraid of it? And it doesn't have to be this war where my rights are now your problem. Like, if I want to own a firearm, it's really none of your business. But your fear is trying is kind of making it your business. Do you see that that's kind of step happening next in terms of education? I think the biggest thing is the best way to to get people to think differently is to educate them, and the best way to get them to educate them, the best way to educate somebody is to not alienate them from the subject. Um, you know, be be decent to people. Be respectful of everybody, whether they're gun people or not. Still be respectful of them. Even if they disagree with you, 
try to be as respectful as you can while, you know, still holding your ground at the same time. But, you know, when we hear somebody say, well, I don't like guns and we're immediately like, well, fuck you. You know, you don't appreciate my rights. It's it's okay. That's that's your right. You don't have to like guns, but but you also don't have to throw your opinion at me. Um, the face of the modern gun owner is changing. For a while, you know, you thought of guns and it was, you know, some, you know, 30 to 50 year old white guy uh, with the, the tan vest on with the NRA hat or whatever. And now we're seeing there are, is a large surge in female gun owners. There's a large surge in, you know, black and minority gun owners. There's a large surge in gun owners that don't look like your average old school NRA member gun owners. When I first got more involved with guns, obviously I did not look like the average gun owner. Um, so when we would go to ranges, people would kind of look at us sideways like, well, who are these freaks? Uh, these freaks are the next generation of gun owners. Uh, whether they're black, whether they're white, whether they're purple, uh, whether they're straight, gay, transsexual, it does not matter. It's that they are appreciative of their Second Amendment rights. If they have a blue mohawk and earrings and tattoos all over their faces, but they still support the Second Amendment, uh, that's just more in our corner. It doesn't have to be your stereotypical gun owner person. And I think one of the things that we have to do as gun owners, just to, to sort of get over that hurdle ourselves, is to be more acceptant of what people look like on the outside. Instead of, you know, immediately seeing, like, you immediately see two black guys at the range and you think, oh, God, who are these thugs? No, they actually happen to be two ex-Marines that are here to keep training. Like, blow your mind, right? <laughs> um, I worked in a gun shop. Years ago, I worked in a gun shop in Mount Vernon. And Mount Vernon is a predominantly black town. and we would Money earning Mount Vernon. Yeah, we would see people of all shapes, sizes, colors, you know, whatever come in. And one dude came in. He had long dreadlocks, chains, uh, long white T-shirt, you know, baggy pants, shoes, hat on sideways. And he was like, yo, man, let me see this gun here, son. Yo, what's up? What's up? And I was like, uh, yeah, dude, you have, uh, you know, in New York State, you have to show your pistol permit in order to handle a handgun. I was like, you have your pistol permit? And he goes... Yo, man, actually, I got this badge. And he busted out a detective's badge. He was an undercover cop. But that was his that was his gig. And being an undercover cop was he was playing like this gang member. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, and it's an, it's an education for everybody. It's an education even for us to think that, you know, somebody who rolls into a gun shop and dresses like that is actually an undercover cop. You would never think it. And I was like, dude, man, you're you're really good at this undercover thing. And he goes, you know, completely changed everything. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I got to, I got to, this is my job. And I got to kind of blend in with, you know, the, the kids that are, you know, in the gangs in the streets here. And, and I was like, well, you, you're doing a good job. <laughs> like, stay safe. Um, but not judging people based upon the, how they look is one way to really expand this community. And that's what we need to do. We need to not alienate people, but we need to, you know, bring people in educate them, bring them in, get them to, to you know, vote for pro-gun issues. doesn't have to be a complete change of your political beliefs, but just vote for your rights. You know, vote for what you're supposed to be voting for as a gun owner. 
No, a thousand percent. And a big part of why we started this podcast was tr- kind of to it. One was education. And the other thing was to tell people like, listen, if you don't have a place to belong and you, and you, you know, you're kind of thinking the way we're thinking, come on over, man. We'll, you know, we'll talk to you. We'll educate you. We'll listen to you. If you have a different opinion and it has to be that way and it has to be civil. You have to be able to talk to people as opposed to being like, Oh, that person doesn't know anything. Oh, whatever. I'm going to push them to the side because that person is now going to go to the other side. And so if you, yeah. if someone wants to be educated about guns and you go, well, I don't have time for you, they're going to go to the other guy who goes, well, I'm going to ban the guns that are scaring you. And now you, not only have you lost an ally, you've now created an enemy and we can't afford to create enemies. Yeah. So this is Rachel. There Rachel, hey, I saw you in the background. How you doing? <laughs> Pretty good. I got to jump because I got to teach some of those brand new gun owners, people who are interested and motivated to get involved in shooting. Yeah. And I think you from, have, uh, I think four of the students in the class tonight are women. Yeah, so it's actually a majority cool. female class tonight, which is also really nice to see. Um, I mean, I don't know if you guys have talked about that. Just, I mean, it's, it's just a huge, huge, uh, ever widening circle of uh, people that we see. And we're kind of lucky because we, uh, we see all ends of people's shooting careers. You know, we get to see them at the very beginning with the basic courses, and then we get to see them come back and participate and realize how much fun training is. Yes, you're learning a life-saving skill, but I mean, you also get to learn something with your brain, your body, and your buddies, and that's never a bad day. So, 100%. Yeah. That's always a good day. You guys run a great program. I mean, I had so much fun. Even though I'm, I'm a more experienced shooter than most of the people that were there, I still had a lot of fun. It was still great. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. you can always use more training. You never, you never done it learning. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Real good day. It's true. <laughs> and, and, you know, like you said, if somebody doesn't know or they're not as schooled as you are, you know, don't be a jerk to them. Talk to them. You know, when I hear people use the word clip instead of magazine, I'm like, all right, listen, let me explain to you what a clip is. Or, you know, we hear the old, oh, you know, I just want to get a shotgun, you know, because I don't have to aim it. I just point it at the, you know, where the bad guy is, general direction. And then we spend 10 minutes talking to them about, no, you actually need to aim a shotgun because everything you do, you're accountable for and blah, 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 blah. And just taking that, taking that five, 10 minutes out of your life to explain something to somebody, whether they're in your class or not, whether it's you're just passerby, whatever. Um. That can change something for somebody. And if you change one little thing in somebody's life for the better, you know, they'll remember that. They'll be eternally grateful for you. So, 100%. I think it's a great place to stop. Ben, why don't you let people know where they can find out more about on site firearms training on social media, your guys' website, and any upcoming cool. events that you guys are running that you want to promote? Okay. Our website is OFTLLC.us. Uh, we do have an Instagram page, on-site firearms training. It's O-N-S-I-G-H-T, uh, firearms training. We have a Facebook page. And all of our classes that we currently have booked are up on the website in the upcoming classes section. Uh, we teach everywhere from Florida to Maine to Michigan, Ohio, Virginia, Connecticut, Massachusetts, all up and down the eastern seaboard and a little bit out to the Midwest. A lot of classes in Pittsburgh, a lot of classes in eastern Pennsylvania. So um, rifle, pistol, shotgun, some hand-to-hand, some knife classes, medical classes, anything that you could possibly need to help help save your life one day. Hopefully, you'll never, ever have to use it. But if you ever did, 
hopefully will uh, will be have been part of that for you. Um, people can drop us an email info at oftllc.us. We're usually pretty good about answering emails rather quickly. So. Yeah, and if you're curious about uh, how do you begin and that that list of classes, if that looks like a big wall for you, I mean, I can absolutely appreciate just the idea of getting firearms training. Where do I start? How do I even begin? And which class is right for me? Um, you know, where am I? How do I define my level? Should I start here? Should I, you know, whatever. Anything like that, definitely reach out to us always feel free to email us. We do have a pretty good video um, up on YouTube. Uh, and if you search our um, company name, you'll find it. And we go over everything that you could possibly need to step foot onto a range in a training course. So if you have a little bit of time, it's not a short video, but it does end up being pretty comprehensive. So um, you can always check that out to get a head start and uh make it feel even more prepared but always feel free feel free to reach out to me. yeah hey you guys always have my recommendation anytime anyone asks me stuff I'm like honestly just check out on-site firearms training they do really good work and they make it it's simple because i saw the people who i went with the white so many they had never picked up a gun and they were they were functional they were able to do what they needed to do with that weapon where if they had to shoot listen again high tense situation it's a whole nother story but they knew how they understood how to operate the firearm. They were hitting what they were aiming at. And for a beginner, that's that's one of the biggest things. So you guys always have my recommendation for that. Sometimes all you need to do is break that ice for people. Get them over that, oh, I don't know what to do, sort of hump. Get them off their couch. Get them out the front door and get them, you know, in front of it. And that's pretty much all the only little push or little kick in the butt that they need. All right, guys. So, guys, just a reminder, please follow us on Facebook for now. We're still on Facebook. Facebook is threatening to delete our page at Empire State Conservatives on Instagram at underscore Empire State Conservatives on all podcast platforms at Empire State Conservatives podcast. Somehow we're still on YouTube at Empire State Conservatives. And guys, make sure that you share, like, subscribe. Make sure you check out on-site firearm training. Share their stuff, guys. We all have to work together in order to make sure that we don't just completely let the state go down the drain, guys. So for that, everybody, stay armed and don't let fear take your freedom. Mm -hmm.